I'm Stacey Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. Cody Elms is a former reporter and columnist, an adamantly single father, and enjoys blowing up Twitter with insensitive tweets about large, southern athletes. In this episode, Cody talks about a lot of things, actually, and this episode is full of funny hashtags. But all joking aside, Cody also got into some sensitive topics, including his experience of his girlfriend's miscarriage, the vast chasm separating the expectations of women versus those of men, and the epic social failure that is fighting over visitation schedules. How's it, what are you doing now that you're not the paper? Well, so while I worked at the newspaper, I worked at Elwood National Ford. I don't know, it was like nine years. And then um, left there in 2017 and went to United. Um, so after the paper stuff ended, I just didn't do... Uh, just didn't do anything. I, blog, yeah. I do that. I have a blog that I oh. I take six month breaks off of. Yeah, I used um, to do that too with mine. It's it's like I'll write really well for a couple months. Things get busy, and then you forget yeah. about it. And you're like, I need to be, get yeah. back into it, and uh, then to get back into that groove mentally. The deadlines at the paper were so great, but that's why I wanted to do the podcast. And I wanted to monetize it because um, I never monetized my blog, but I think that's why I wasn't accountable. You know what I mean? Right. If somebody's paying me money, I'm going to have something for them. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's how this all started. What's your blog called? MyElmTree.com. Ooh, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. it's. Uh, um, I'm actually going to put something up today. That, and, and like you said about having a deadline, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, you know, I, I can't really plug it. Yeah. No, you should. I can't plug it if it, if it, if the last post I had was oh, in yeah. April of 2019 uh, with my son's birthday next week. Uh, and, uh, how old is he going to be? He'll be four. Four. Oh. Were you like super excited when you found out you were going to have a son? Uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I was. Were you? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a long, that first year was kind of weird. Uh, it's been good. And we co-parent extremely well. That's awesome. Which is it's really weird. Like, I hear all the stories, and I'm sure you have too, like horrible um, situations that people have. Mm-hmm. Fighting constant court for years until the kids are 16 and then they decide where they want to. But, you know, we have our, we have our, um, like our custody stuff set up, but we deviate from it and we do whatever works for him and work with each other's schedules. Like his birthday party on his mom's side was this weekend. So I said, well, why don't you keep him all weekend? So there's no rushing and he can play with his new stuff. And then next, <clears throat> next weekend will be his party on my side and we'll do the same thing. I'll have him the whole weekend. Right. So he can be around with his cousins and stuff. That's awesome that you guys can get along and work that out. Yeah. It's, and just, it's natural, which is weird because like anybody, if you're not, Anybody who's not with their kid's parent, typically right. you didn't get along right. in a relationship. Um, so it's just funny when you can't get along in a relationship for whatever reason. It's just a bad, toxic environment. And then when it comes to the co-parenting thing, you're like best buddies. That's and you can make it work and you're, you know, like no problem. It's like that's awesome. smooth. There's very you guys can guys. drop your egos and just do what's best for him. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, a lot so, of people like their egos way too much. Yeah, I'm not really sure uh, why people mm. fight over the over the parenting stuff, especially when, um, and I know every situation is different, uh, but like when it's 50-50 or mm. something where it's pretty even for both people, um, what the constant battles are and the constant bickering because, yeah, I mean, part of it is you're adults, mm-hmm. so 
you chose to have a kid, whether you... Whether it was you, intended or not. You chose to have a kid or not. You chose to put yourself in the position to have a kid. Right. So I, it's like you put yourself in this situation and now you're handling it like selfishly. I understand that there's going to be things that my whole family is doing that Kaysen can't go to. He's with his mom that week, right. weekend or whatever. And that's just life. So many people want to weaponize that, though. Like, I'm going to weaponize Christmas. I'm going to weaponize yeah. birthdays and turn it into something where we have to go see Sean Estes. And it's oh, lame. Yeah. It's lame. I got lucky. Mine, it just is what it is because, you know, what whatever happened with um, my ex-husband. But, um, yeah, I can't stand fighting over kids and fighting over visitation. And No. I mean, we're going to um, – <clears throat> we go to um, the Outer Banks in June. And then we go to, we're going to Lake Placid in July. Where is that? Lake Placid. Yeah. It's by Lake Placid. By Lake Placid. Yeah. Does, is there a giant crocodile? Because that's all I can think of when I hear I think Lake so. Placid. I think that movie is a bad representation. <laughs> it's up in New York. Um, like upstate New York, I think. Um, my brother's fun. stationed up in Watertown, which uh, Fort Drum. Okay. And uh, so that's relatively close to right. them kind of sort of so we decided that we were going to do kind of like the, the cabin deal or whatever and, yeah and uh it's a little touristy spot i think from what i'm looking online it's kind of like describe it, kind of like bemis in a way but just chill and nice yeah. yeah i think it's it's just a pretty relaxed um wilderness type environment where there's a lot of non-wilderness stuff for kids to do because that's... it's 2020 and the woods is boring yeah yeah right <laughs> is casein does he love his electronics he does uh so he he really likes I have a I have a PlayStation 4 and he really likes the Spider-Man game and he can he can't fight he can swing and that's all that matters. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Um and then he likes watching PJ Masks and he likes his tablet but yeah. he's not addicted to it. He that's was good. getting there. Uh, we could actually in the last couple of weeks we could see it like he was getting like throwing little fits he was on his tablet or whatever so yeah. he stopped doing the tablet before bed through the holidays and stuff we got so distracted it was like well just watch pj mass before bed right and normally we were doing books and so we got back to doing the books and he's fine he doesn't yeah care. does he still love batman oh yeah he loves them <laughs> right now it's flash he flash? just had a flash birthday party oh that's cool so right now flash is like all right the guy but like tomorrow it. it'll be Spider-Man, and then Iron Man, and then Darth Vader. He's really gotten into Star Wars in the last Oh, that's cool. That's always good. That's a good sign. And he's like his dad. He likes the bad guys. Yeah. Because well, bad guys, the villains are always more, there's more depth to them. Yep. They're more interesting. And as an adult, you relate with them. I certainly understand the Grinch. I understand Darth Vader. I get it, man. There have been days where I've been like, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was it? Avengers. With Thanos, he wanted to snap away half the population. I'm kind of like, that might not that... be could pick. Oh, yeah. I've got a list. <laughs> yeah, Let right. me get you my list. Everybody, <laughs> list then... Everybody gets 10 people. It's like the Purge yeah. meets the Avenger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I dig it. Marvel Purge. <laughs> that needs to happen, actually. Yeah. Let's get on that. But, yeah, so he's really, he's still doing the superhero thing, which is cool. Um, you know, I, I read a thing about how these superhero movies, I think it was, um, was it Scorsese was dogging on superhero movies not being films or whatever. And oh, come on. They've gotten a lot of heat over the last couple of years because they dominate. And and I get it. As a filmmaker, it would, it would stink. But uh, 
Well, that just means that you need to have, you need to bring your game. Like you need to have something to compete with that. I mean, if that's what people are into, then that's your barometer, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I think it actually creates more of a, on that note, it creates more of a contrast between legitimate films in their mm-hmm. eyes and these blockbusters that are just cash grabs. But there's always been there, cash Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. Speed, all all yeah. that. Like you look at Mission Impossible, Back to the Future, Fast and Furious, all those movies, if you think about their plot, all oh, yeah. hot garbage. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the difference between literary and, and genre writing. It's what you would find on, in the supermarket, on a paperback rack, or in a bookstore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what you're, whatever you're into. There's nothing wrong with either one of them. No. Uh, but I do think with all these these superhero genre movies that they've kind of opened up kids to be imaginative again. Sure. I, I feel like, and maybe it's just me with, I have, uh, what, nine nieces and nephews. <laughs> and so I've kind of seen a little bit of everything. And I feel like there was a little period of time where kids, it, it just felt like they weren't imaginative. Lego sets were, Here's Build the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. That's it. That's all you can do. We're like Lego sets. When I was little, it was like, here's a box of plastic. <laughs> here's a giant box of plastic. Do something. Why yeah. Why want to make a star? I want to make the Millennium Falcon. Well, I don't know. Do it. It's yeah. going to be yellow, though. Figure it out. Yeah. Because <laughs> all your blocks are yellow. But I think, like, with Kaysen, for instance, he's got all these costumes and stuff, and he's constantly fighting bad guys. That's awesome. In the summertime, we're outside, and there's bad guys over there, there's bad guys over here. Yeah. So... Oh, I've got an entire yard full of bad guys. You should bring him up to fight the chickens someday. <laughs> yeah, he does. He chases her, chase her around. My, my mom has chickens, and he'll chase her around. She's got one little one. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, but it screams. Her chickens, and then the neighbor's chickens come over, and he'll chase them around with his lightsaber. That's awesome. So, yeah, he's definitely still into the uh, the superhero thing. I don't think that'll ever go. No, that's all right. Did you always know you wanted to have kids? Like, did you always no. figure you were going to have kids? No. I did not want kids. I was no. out of it. Um, let's see. Well, 18 to like 24, 25 year old Cody was, would it, it's a good thing I didn't have kids. <laughs> Same. I couldn't yeah. even properly care for myself. No. It was, <laughs> it was a, a complete mess. Um, somehow, uh, when I came back from school, somehow I kept a job, mm-hmm. but I don't know how. Um you know, and you do what every young 20-something-year-old seems to go through. And right. You're drinking and you're doing dumb stuff or whatever. Um, so I didn't want kids then. Um, I saw as the nieces and nephews started to roll in, I would see, you know, they were fun to hang out with. They would cry or they would fit or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, not my Here problem. Here you go, yeah. Mom. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, let's see. I actually was first with my son's mom in 2010. For a couple of years and then we split up and then I was with somebody else for a couple of years and then we split up and then I got back with my son's mom and we just decided hey this is a second go around let's have a kid all right that's about the gist of it yeah about how much thought was into it um and at that point I wanted one mm-hmm. um and you what age were you oh boy well he was born when I was I was 30 I think, okay when he was born. yeah so right about that time. That's a weird change. That's an awkward stage. Yeah. It was for me anyways. It was. Um, well, thir- 30 is just like so daunting because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. Like there's no excuse now. There's no yep. like, oh, they're in their 20s. Yeah. They've got time. Now it's like you're 30. Grow up. Figure it out, man. Um, but yeah, I think I think I was 30 at that time. Uh, 29 or 30. Anyways, he uh, 
we we kind of just decided this is what we're doing. Kid. And we didn't put a lot of thought into it. Probably mm. should have, <laughs> but we wouldn't probably have, have him. Yeah. I think if you, I think if anybody thought too much about it rationally, you would never have a kid because like, like logically. There's some people out there, you know, I, I've talked about this with different family members before. There are par- people out there who are um, parents and there are people out there who are paternal. Yeah. And I That's... don't, I don't think everybody out there, I, there's a lot of good parents who just aren't like very paternal. They don't right. have like those natural instincts, but they do the job. Right. The kids aren't dying or starving. And I think a lot of people, if they really sat down and they thought, boy, 18 years, or if you have more kids, yeah. 22, 23 years, yeah. where like, if something happens to them, it's on me. Yeah. It's an <laughs> entire know? life that I'm in charge of. And now with social media, if something uh, happens to them, everybody public, knows, everybody knows and everybody judges you and everybody has an opinion, right. you know, um, you're not allowed to yell at your kid in a grocery store yeah. because you're a horrible parent. But if you don't yell at your kid in a ho- grocery store, you're also other horrible. people think you're a horrible parent. Right. And, you know, you're a, a snowflake or something. Yeah. So Everybody feels like their opinions are super, super valid. And I guess they are to you. But social, I think social media has made it like everyone should care what my oh, opinion is. And Opinions. <laughs> they're just ignore everybody. That right. Be, that's, that's, if, like, I were talking to somebody who was about to have a kid. That would be the very first thing I tell them. Anyone who gives you advice, ignore them. Like if their advice is, you know, don't let your kid die. Well, don't ignore them because that's, <laughs> that's, that's good advice. That's solid advice. <laughs> but good if advice. their advice is like, oh, when they're when you're in a grocery store and you need to do this, mm-hmm. or when they do that, just ignore them. Ignore Facebook. Ignore mm-hmm. because so many people have opinions, whether it's kids, political, mm-hmm. sports, and so many people don't matter. No. And I, I think I've realized that more in the last couple of years. Um. You know, criticisms people have of even when, you know, the newspaper. Yeah. You know, and no place that you work is perfect. But the... Censor. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> you know, people would complain about uh, content in a newspaper mm-hmm. or... What you know, team you're covering. What team you're covering or, like, why did they put that guy's picture on the front page? And it's like... It, it is what it is. Yeah. It's... And it just made me realize, like... And, then you know, they're, they, like, when they were doing the school consolidation right. covering that well the newspaper was in a conspiracy with the warren county school district right and and i don't think warren school <laughs> my opinion wants consolidation any more than any other right school. i don't because it completely yeah. changes their lives too they have to deal with all of the repercussions of it yeah you know my brother uh, works for pendot is the county manager for PennDOT, so I've seen a lot of opinions on that, too. And I've just learned to realize that there's a whole ton of ignorance on every level. And uh, so you just ignore it. It goes back to ego, I think, because everybody's like, well, this is what I would do. And I'm like, but your kid isn't Harper. Your kid isn't Juniper. And what you would do would, Juniper would explode, you know? So you have yeah. to learn your own kid's temperament and personality, and you have to adjust your style to that. Oh, Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is definitely true. I mean, if you were to line up all my nieces and nephews and my son, they're all different personalities. And if they all did the same thing wrong, you would handle it completely differently. differently. The only two that you could handle it the same are my twin nephews because they're twins and they're like everything about them is identical. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. It's really weird. Um, I wish mine were identical. Mine are fraternal and they are not. They're like night and day. 
So it's just like having two kids with the same exact developmental needs, but very different personalities. In the same birthday. In the same birthday. <laughs> Lame. When's your birthday? Uh, May 18th. So like in May, you just, yeah. it's, like, it's just like a punch to the, yeah. the, the oh, check God. account. Right I'm so glad it wasn't around Christmas or anything around a major holiday Tell because I would have been dead. And I would have been like, I give up. I quit. Yeah. Well, it's hard because I was trying to find something for him for his birthday. And I'm like, he just got all this stuff for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Half of it, I don't even know where it's at. And now I got to get him something for his birthday. You know what? I tell people experiences. Get us movie tickets or give us like... Uh, tickets to Splash Lagoon or the zoo. That's what you I got know? my um, niece and nephew, the brother that's in the army. Their birthdays are in August and I got them tickets to Splash Lagoon and like an overnight. Yeah, um, that's so much better. And then I, because I don't have the money to go take them to do that stuff. That's expensive. Yeah. You get more than one kid. And then I don't have to clean it up. That too. <laughs> that too. Absolutely. That's like I suggested some kinetic sand for Christmas. Somebody get him kinetic sand. And, um, he was playing with it and I instantly regretted it. <laughs> as soon as the toy comes out, you're like, Oh no. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, all right, dude, all you got to do is keep it inside right. the container and we got no problem. I go away. I come back 15 minutes later. He's gone. He's, yeah. and I'm he's like, over the I'm sand. Like, he's done. He's like, I'm hiding from you. Like, why? He goes, cause you're going to be bad. Oh no. And I said, why? And he's like, cause of the sand. And I said, just come out and we'll clean it up. We'll like, figure I'm it not, out, yeah. Now I can't be mad. Yeah. So thanks. Because you're so damn cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since you painted this image that I'm going to go on some drunken tyrant right. or something. <laughs> just you know, an angry... Every time he knows he's going to be in trouble, he's like, you're going to be mad at me. And I'm Aww. Like, like, I come in the house throwing plates and right? bottles. Beer and, bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk. I don't mind it scared that i'm gonna get mad but sometimes i do get pretty mad i'm and i'm not a yeller but man when i start yelling then it's gonna take me a minute that's why i try to warn them beforehand i'm like i'm getting to a point two years how old are your kids eight well they're they're gonna be eight in may okay so when they were four ish Mm -hmm. four year old range did they have what i call space cadet syndrome oh yeah where you're talking to them and they're just staring off uh-huh. can't see me looking around. Right. But they're, they're just like yeah. staring off and you're like, hey, are you there? And Earth to child. Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah. Like at that point, I'm just like zero to 60. Focus. I hate being ignored. Yeah. I hate being ignored. And so, yeah, these minds still do it, but it's now it's just intentional. They're just tuning me out. More shows on. But, but Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh, they're in that phase. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. go through the same stages, too. Yeah. Were they in a Pokemon stage? Uh, They still sort of are a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I've noticed it's like Power Rangers, uh, like Pokemon, Minecraft, Mm -hmm. Pro Wrestling, all the way back to like, maybe Minecraft's more new, but all the way back to when I was younger. Yeah. It was like Power Rangers, Pokemon, Pro Wrestling, and then they get into like sports, and, and if you have girls, probably boys. I, I would I, I hope they're theater kids because I'm not going to be a good sports mom. The sports parents aren't going to get me. Like, it's going to be a bad situation all around. Well, the sports parents don't even get themselves, <laughs> to be honest with you. Talk about egos. Yeah. Yeah. We, we go Cason's in soccer. And it's like this little training thing at the Y. And he's went two weeks in a row. He does not. He will not participate. He's, he's not into it at all. I'm shy. He loves soccer. He, he loves just, it. yeah. But he's so shy there. And I'm like, dude, you're not shy. Aww. Like, you'll be sitting at McDonald's eating your Happy Meal and you'll fart loud and laugh about and it. And tell everyone. Yeah, that's not shy, buddy. <laughs> 
but he's shy there. He, but but I see some just little hints of the sports parents even oh. there, and then obviously covering. I was I always can't. thankful that I got to cover Sheffield because mm-hmm. they're they were. I got to give a little credit to them because they were always so happy that somebody from the newspaper was covering them. Everybody was on good behavior. Yeah. Um, But there are some other schools, not going to mention any names, Warren. (laughs) Warren. That that I don't know if that's always the case. They, they, you know, parents call up about uh, their kid at five yards more than what you put in the paper or. Oh my God. They, they, their kid was the one that hit the double in the seventh inning or whatever. And I just, you know, the newspaper, the funny part is, the newspaper, in most cases, gets their stats. Now, not in football, but in a lot of the other sports, gets their stats direct from for the, from the stat book. So, so you so want to talk not, to your own coach? Yeah, it's not even the newspaper's <laughs> error. If you might want to talk to your coach and just not call the newspaper at all. And Andy and Brian, if they hear this, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Andy and Brian, kicking sports ass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so don't worry about sports parents not getting you because Ugh. they're intolerable. It's going to be rough. I mean, uh, um, Harper just did this like cheerleading thing where the, like the big cheerleaders take the, the elementary school kids for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fundraiser, but so they take them and then they get to, they do two days of like coaching and then they cheer at the game and I'm sitting there watching parents and listening to parents and I'm like, dear God, everybody just calm down. Global warming. Like there are bigger things to deal with. We've got bigger issues than the basketball sports ball game. Well, they've already made up their mind on that. <laughs> uh, cheer moms. <laughs> Holy crap. I think I got in a fight with one of them and I don't even know if I did or not, but like we're not friends and we never even knew each other before that day. Well, you lost. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you won or not, but you lost. It's out. It's outrageous. <laughs> you can't defeat them. They are the final boss in a video game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's like you make it through the angry, rage-filled coat. <laughs> you know, the dad that never made it. Yeah. That's um, living vicariously through yeah, his son. Yeah. The, 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 the family that fights with each other more than they care about the kid on the field. And right. then you've got... The cheer mom. And she is the final. She's the shredder of the Oh, God. The I'm done for. If Harper, because she loved it. Harper loved it. And I'm like, that's the most I've seen her smile because she's like an emo kid. And I'm like, you know what? Emo, let's get you into some perfect circle. Let's yeah. get you some tool albums. You don't need to be a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said the theater kid, though. And uh, not that eight year olds really have a grasp on future, mm-hmm. um, you know, 20 years down the road, but. How many kids from Warren County are going on to be professional athletes? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, yeah. Are you as concerned about whether you all sat down as a family for dinner as you are about whether or not he gets that ball in that wire circle? Right. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. With it that. freaks me out, man. There's there's very few that I don't I don't know. I'm sure there are some that have went on to play professional sports and some level sure. some sport. But there's very few that have played Division One. And even if you get a scholarship that's based in part on athletics, it's not going to pay your way through college. It's not like the end of the world if you can't. Yeah, exactly. If you're not great at basketball, who cares? Can you do a job? <laughs> and that's that's just it. Is it. I think it's great. If you go to college and you do a sport and you are getting your degree and everything, I mean, mm-hmm. it's only going to make yeah. you a more ra- well-rounded person. Absolutely. But um, this obsession with right. is what's what's frightening when when there's things like theater or music whatever uh the arts i yeah. guess you could chalk it up to that i think i think add a different element to you that works better in 
like in life, mm-hmm. I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Right. Let's let's be blunt about it. If you're a good actor, you can uh, you can bullshit your way through anything. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had been in theater actually now that you say that. <laughs> I, you know, that's the thing is I was always in sports. I always played football and baseball and basketball and all that stuff. And and it's it's there's a lot about my high school life that I wish I could change. But right. that's probably one of the bigger ones is it did nothing for me. I really? went to college. I ran cross country one year in college. Mm-hmm. I was significantly lighter. Um, As we all were. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's definitely one thing I would I would change. I would have done more of the theater stuff because mm-hmm. I see some of these kids, whether they graduated my year, a couple years behind me, have went on. And actually, some of them have went on into that that um, profession, mm-hmm. and they love it. Yeah. I don't know what they're if they make a lot of money off of it or not, right. they love what they do. That is so important. When I worked at the paper, that's the first time I ever felt that way. Like I didn't wake up in the morning, like, Oh, I gotta go to work. You know, I was like, okay, what are we doing today? You know? And, um, so I guess it doesn't matter if basketball is your thing, then do basketball all day long, but just, you know, make sure you can also get a job. Because... But eventually basketball ends. That's my thing with sports. I mean, you see like my guy and Sittler's guy, Derek Jeter was inducted into the, or was chosen for the Hall of Fame this week. And it's just kind of funny because his whole life was baseball. I don't even think he got, I don't think he got married until it was either late in his career. He might not even be married now. Honestly. So it's like a priority yeah, in his baseball life. Baseball was his yeah. number one, but it ends. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, he owns a portion of the Florida Marlins or something, but he can never play again. That's it? Like he's all done now? Yeah, he's, all, he's been done for, for years, oh, okay. several years. See, I had no zero but like if you're, in, if you're in theater or if you're a musician or you're some sort of artist, you can do that. Until, it develops across a lifetime. Yeah, you, like know? you can paint pictures. Bob Ross, you can paint <laughs> pictures until, you know, you're in your 70s or 80s, basically until you can't pick your arm up anymore. Right. Um, you can play piano. You can play your instruments. You can act, whether it's stage plays at your local theater, uh, you know, you're on Broadway or in movies. It requires a completely different type of thinking. And I think that team sports or organized sports are great because you learn how to uh, operate as a small unit of a larger thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Like I never did sports and I never was good at that. I never did learn that skill very well. But with creative things, anything that requires you to be creative, it's going to it's going to work those muscles so that you're going to be creative in all the domains of your life or more creative, I guess. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of cases with creativity, um, at least me, I have to like kind of isolate myself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It does take away the team aspect. So there's, there's not, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. There are negatives in any sort of art. A lot of times they feel like isolated. Yeah. feel like it's just, just them and their work. Yeah. Whatever. Mary so. Hetrick was here a few weeks ago and she said exactly that. Like she's working in her creepy ass basement and she invites people over to watch. Yeah. But um, yeah, you do have to isolate. And when it's something like writing or artistic fine arts, I mean, you need to be alone to be able to focus on what it is that you're trying to do. And so, yeah, you do wind up isolating yourself a lot. Yeah. I usually put on, if I'm writing, I usually put on like weird music that nobody's ever, this, this one, uh, artist i can't even pronounce her last name to be honest with you it's uh um hilder you know who i'm talking about i do she does like a lot of uh i think violins and cello Mm -hmm. i love cello and violin and she was actually the person who did the theme song for the joker yes that's the movie i was just looking her i was just reading about something about her she was nominated wasn't she for yes yeah she's won a whole ton of awards Mm -hmm. um and she's awesome pronounce her last name more power to you (laughs) right because it's like 
G U. Yeah. Weird looking O. <laughs> it's an A, a D. There's like oh, symbols. Yeah. It's a series of clicks. Yeah, it's her last name is hieroglyphics. Yeah. So, um, but she's won an insane amount of awards, and I was looking up the theme song of the Joker because I really liked it. Yeah. And I put her station on Pandora, which I recommend, and it's been it's been good, good. For writing. That's actually what I wrote my most recent thing listening to i just looked her up the other i need to download her album but i did i was looking for different stuff and she came up and i love her put her on pandora yeah because there's a couple other ones too that have some good stuff but and then i listen to that when i sleep too yes and that's that's like good but it's dangerous because i have like really weird dreams really yeah some of that stuff yeah here do you here i'll bring the bottle out so you don't I listen to um, Bach's cello concerto to fall asleep to, like every night. But a lot of a lot of classical music, like it makes my brain go even more. So I have to be careful what I pick. Yeah, because you can go in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets me all jacked up, and I'm like, oh, now I want to write a story or not, you know? So do you still write? Um, I don't really. I started a blog last year and I started um, like a project. It was like a genealogy project following um, like a, a black settlement of um, freed and fugitive slaves in Mercer County. Um, but I just I, I've lost interest in it. And honestly, I need something that's more, um, t- I don't know, consistent. And that's why the podcast it's easier to talk. It's so much easier to talk. And I think that you lose so much. This was supposed, I mean, for however many years, I wanted to write the story of my husband being arrested and, and all the attachment stuff. And I wanted to turn it into a series of essays or a memoir, but it wasn't. And you lose so much in the writing. You need the voices, I think. It's really difficult. I had somebody, I play poker uh, on Saturday nights with a bunch of guys that are 20 years older I mean so it's entertaining um and educational probably yeah when I had my brief stint uh doing the column stuff uh there was one guy at at poker who said he's like he said you can write like he's like I can hear you talking he's like you write like you talk yeah and I was like no because I don't swear Um, (laughs) I'm really holding back here no you don't need to actually I don't want to lace your podcast no you don't need to worry about it because uh I am the worst I am like a drunken sailor just on a Tuesday, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, every once in a while, my son will be like, you know, if we, if I say something, I have a really bad habit of saying the GD. And he, <laughs> he tells, he doesn't say it right. He says, God damn it. God damn it. Daddy say, God damn it. <laughs> so now that's actually what I say. Cause I yeah. figure that's a little bit better it is. on the religious end of things. Um, but if I say, God mm. damn it or whatever, he'll be like, that's a bad word. Mm. Yeah, you know? And if he's in trouble, I'm mm. like, I'm allowed to say bad words. Yeah. But. Because I'm a grown up. I, but the girls and I have a rule that if, if Tupac would say it, we shouldn't say it in front of teachers, grandmas, or other mandated reporters. That's our rule. If Tupac would say it, we should just listen and enjoy and not repeat it. Oh, boy. They're, <laughs> so they're eight. <laughs> Mine is, yours is goddamn. Mine is Jesus tits. And it's horrible Jesus because I'll be like, Jesus tits you guys and then so i'm i'm absolutely certain that at least one teacher has heard jesus tits come out of one of my kids mouths and i'm not as ashamed as i probably should be but yeah i'm impressed when he uses <laughs> swear words properly right like i'm kind of like you know what if you're gonna say them at least you trouble, know the context yeah recently he's been and now he hasn't done it with me but he's done it with his mom he said what the hell what's her reaction not good not good <laughs> um 
But I don't know where he got that because I don't say it. So I don't oh. know if if his grandmother on my side or her side yeah. or somebody says what the hell. They um, pick stuff up from places. And it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to um, pinpoint it. He's got so many so many adults in his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many sets of grandparents? Mine have three sets of grandparents. You know. Yeah, he's got he's got um, well he's got my mom. And uh, I call him my stepdad. He's been my mom's boyfriend right. for 17 years, but talking about 50-year-olds as girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah. Um, so he's got them. Uh, he's got my dad and uh, and his lady friend, uh, Karen. And then he's got her, his mom's mom and dad, Bama and Papa. They all got names. Yeah. Oh, mine too. And, uh, you know, so there's six people. And he has me and he has her and he has his uh his mom's fiance so there's you know nine yeah. people yeah that have probably all dropped swear words at times yeah so i don't i don't know we're not even counting aunts and uncles or uh, other kids right yeah see they're learning a lot at school now they'll come home and be like they'll say something i'll be like i know that's not one of mine mm-hmm. so where'd you pick that up at yeah the uh the things like he's got this one friend and uh, usually, and I'm sure it's the other way around for Caleb, too, <laughs> he comes home with a new, like, habit or a new thing yes. or a new name for his winky, or, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure Caleb, you know, has a new habit or a new right. thing that he, you know, it's like, look where we can put our hands today. Woo-hoo. Did you know our hands can go on our butt crack? <laughs> the other day, I'm walking him into the bathroom before bed. And he's just got his hand on the back right up hand. there. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I got a scratch." And I'm like, "That's not a scratch. That's you're digging. Yeah, like you're breaking ground, son." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "Where's your scratch? I'll scratch it for you. That's the level that I'm yeah. at right now because I can't stomach watching you <laughs> dig in your butt. You're washing your hands. Yeah. So. <laughs> Does he know how to blow blow his nose yet? He does. That was one of the most frustrating things for me to try to teach the girls blowing your nose like they couldn't figure it out i put the tissue up and i'd be like just blow and they wouldn't do it and then i'd come out and they'd just be blowing their nose into the air oh. and i'm like no 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 no! you can do it i can see that you can do it i got lucky because i hate snot <laughs> i can't stand it no? I, can, I can change dirty diapers all day long I yeah like his butt yeah all day long Doesn't yeah bother me snot can't have and, it and, and mucus mm-hmm. my own makes me so i'm he he's like, if he has a runny nose, he's always, like, running and grabbing a tissue. And he's like, I've got to blow my nose. i got to blow my nose. I'm like, all right. You better good. take care of that. Go take care of that. But it, it's weird, you know. You say that because there's certain things that kids are, that pick up on, that kids pick up on that, mm-hmm. that other kids don't. And then vice versa. You know, like, he just naturally blows his nose. No problem. That's awesome. But there's other things where I'm like. You're four, man. You should be on this by now. Like you what? Know? Like what kinds of things are you wishing he would do that he doesn't yet? Uh, he puts his fingers in his mouth all the time. And that drives me nuts. Because he gets in trouble every time I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get your fingers out of your mouth. And like, I've told him, I'm like, when you go to school, you can't be putting your fingers right. in your mouth all the time. You're going to get sick and, you know, you'll, oh, end up you'll just have to lay in bed for the rest of your it's life. It's just a, a classroom is nothing but a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just, a, it's just an infection container have fun with that sorry yeah, i didn't mean super, to ruin that for you <laughs> no i'm super excited i think he's gonna start preschool in the fall oh that's cool yeah and we're just trying to figure out where exactly um i don't know if it even matters to be honest with you i think it's more just learning how to have a routine in the day and learning how to be social and it doesn't really matter as much where you go i don't think he'll probably be shy but it'll be good for him yeah 
What if you had had a daughter? Did you, like, when you found out that you guys were going to have a kid, were you, did you want one or the other? Uh, I didn't care. No. I, I guess because I'm close with, uh, I have nieces and nephews and there's, I'm close with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a princess, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not that I wouldn't love her. But you just wouldn't know how to relate to her. It would be extremely uncharted territory. <laughs> um... But I'm the type of person that if I had the princess daughter, mm-hmm. I'm wearing a crown. Yeah. Like, that's my That's life. cool. You know? Um, I don't know if I'd let her paint my fingernails or whatever. Oh, you would? I bet you would. I probably would cave. Um, I was kind of relieved when I was, when when we found out we were having a boy. I bet I'm, you know, superhero and I like yeah. sports. And it's, it's definitely not that girls can't be into that stuff. Right. But... You, you felt more confident in relating to a boy than Boys him. tend to be into it more. Yeah. And um, and that's a whole other thing because I do like that there are more superhero genre movies that are related towards girls. And mm-hmm. I noticed this. My one niece, Josie, likes loves superheroes. Um, she was really into Ninja Turtles and then Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and looking for stuff for her for Christmas. <laughs> Or her yeah. birthday is like impossible. Everything that is superhero for girls is pink or purple, uh, and it it drives me nuts because I'm thinking I'm like you're Disney. Like you guys should have figured this out by now. Yeah, you know I don't understand it. I was reading something about I think Lego is really making a concerted effort to remove like gender stereotypes from their toys, um, not remove them, but ease them a little bit you know just blur the lines so that people because i hate it like the girls will be like oh i want that toy but that's a boy toy and i'm like there's no such thing as a boy toy go get it let's go get it go play with it right now yeah i don't quite understand why there were gender stereotypes to begin with Mm -hmm. to be honest um marketing yeah trying to make marketing more easy old school thinking yeah but yeah, Harper all the time is, and she wants like science sets and stuff. And I'm like, no, I hate it when they tell me it's a boy thing. Cause I'm like, there's no such thing. Well, women have smaller brains. Oh yeah, that's right. That We're weaker. Proven, yeah. We're weaker. Weaker. You guys are just yeah. meant to produce. We just, I should just get them home. an easy bake oven. You really should. I should, because I'm going to raise. Was there ever a more sexist toy than <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I had instead? Well, I think I might have had an Easy Bake Oven, but you know what I loved more than that? It was an Easy Bake Oven, but instead of a muffin tin, it came with bug molds, and you could put, like, this plastic gel and make bugs. I made a thousand more worms. Was that the laboratory thing? Yeah, I think. I don't know. It was, just, it was an Easy Bake Oven, but for boys. Yeah. And it, I loved it. Came, it. it had that weird scientist guy on the Yes. Box. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what the hell was that called? But it was the bug maker. I don't know, I man. I remember it being advertised on, uh, oh, I don't know if it was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, Disney used to have that, what they have on ABC, Saturday mornings. It was Disney's one Saturday morning where they had, like, Recess and Pepper Ann. Right, right. And I remember it being advertised yeah. on Fox. It was advertised during Power Rangers. During Ninja Turtles, because I would watch Turtles. Ninja That's Turtles. Like, yeah, yep. Ninja it was Turtles. always on the Ninja Turtles set, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I, That's you know, lame. I, I never really thought about it. The Easy Bake Oven itself, the one marketed <laughs> towards girls, is so sexist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, get your ass in the Here's kitchen you, make me Make a me a damn sandwich, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, start start training them with Right, young. yeah. It might as well have come with, uh, like, domestic violence. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with a wife and... beater for yeah. your best boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a hell of a market. <laughs> 
makes you bake oven with domestic violence. Yeah. Or like the dolls that pee. Like, who the hell wants? I don't want that kind of responsibility. I'm six. Yeah. I don't want a kid. Start now. That's all you could <laughs> Get ready. Get ready because this is all your You're worth. a factory. And you can't produce them while well, yeah. you failed as a woman. You're a worthless piece of crap. It's kind of crazy to think about the 20s and 80s and 90s that were, like, like blatantly inappropriate. (laughs) Well, even if you look at, like, they've gone through and, like, My Little Ponies used to just look like horses and now they've got, like, curves and stuff. And it's like... My Little Pony with a booty. Yeah, dude. I don't get it. I'm. It's it's totally different. I'm an '80s kid. Everything was kind of crappily drawn, badly animated, and I loved yeah, it. Yeah, there was a lot of bad animation. <laughs> but then, like you think of it, like on the other end of it, I think there was some subtle. I guess I I don't know what the right uh, word were, for it would be, but like you look at like He Man. There couldn't be a more gay. Oh my god. Homosexual. <laughs> Based yeah, hero than He Man and Skeletor in their little little tight tights. blue yeah, speedos. Like little yeah. that they yeah. were wearing and they're all yeah. ripped. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like thinking, and I don't know anything about He Man as far as like the creators go, but I have right. to think somebody somewhere along somebody the line. Somebody must like, have stopped and been like, you guys wait, wait a minute. Think, you know, it's time to make people comfortable with men in on their underwear. <laughs> And so there we we had He-Man, but He-Man disappeared also. That so was a bummer. I used to, when I got home from school, it was He-Man, then Thundercats. Thundercats. Then good. Saved by the Bell, and then Dinner. <laughs> that was my night. They're rebooting Saved by the Bell. Are they? Yeah. That's, um, I don't know. I think they're bringing, uh, I think, what's his face there? Paul, oh, the guy that plays that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be in it at some in some role. Like DJ in the new Full House. I can't, I, I don't mind it. The girls like it, but I would rather watch an old Full House episode. I, I like Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie's got some knockers that I think everybody enjoys. I, I was old. <laughs> like, that first season, they kind of toned it down after that. But mm-hmm. That first season, she came out. The first time I saw her, I'm like, damn, girl. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, wow. You're, you're like a centimeter from nipples. How rude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they obviously knew that there were going to be a bunch of disgruntled fathers <laughs> watching this show and be like, I don't want to watch this damn. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll watch Full House with you. Let's binge it. <laughs> I want to watch every episode. Yep. I want to watch it after you go to bed, though. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So. But yeah. Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. I always like that series. Uh, I think it's on Funny or Die. I think it's Funny or Die that does the Zach Morris's trash. I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta look I've it up. I've never heard of it. They they point out these uh the episode Zach Morse really is trash. Like he's a horrible person every episode. And I didn't realize it until I started watching these. And now like I see every episode I remember, I'm like, he's awful. He's like, a horrible person. He's borderline like He's got a like, fucking personality disorder. <laughs> yeah. Zach Morris is personality disorder. That's my official statement. So if they reboot it and they make him into a nice guy, it'll ruin it. Like mm-hmm. I still want him to be like a narcissistic guy. Yeah. Asshole. He needs to be like a sociopath now. Like he should. He's probably a serial killer. If the series were allowed to continue as it went, he's Kelly like would a just disappear. yeah. <laughs> Step or what's her name? Um, God, what's the smart girl? Jesse. Jesse would become the investigator and bust Zach. She can't be. She was in striptease. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she and she middle. got she got really strung out on amphetamines too. There in that one episode. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> she started crying. 
wasn't it caffeine yeah, pills? Yeah, That's it was like... Was. Like kids now are taking like Oxycontin. Yeah. And we grew Pharmaceutical up for, grade Adderall. Like, yeah, we grew up with thinking the caffeine pills. Yellow were, jackets. Yeah, like caffeine pills are the worst, man. Yeah. You gotta stay off that stuff. And no dose. Like, eating Tide Pods and... Oh, God. Nothing. I just... There was an email sent home from the school about some kind of challenge like putting a coin behind a plug or something and trying to shock yourself and i'm like but i said to the girls have you heard of this and they're like no that's dumb and i'm like good girls i don't need to talk to you then yeah you know that's that's people and i don't know much about this tiktok thing yeah but it, it seems weird i don't really understand what the well and i don't i don't i definitely don't want to make it um racial but for all the videos I've seen from TikTok, seem to either be uh, people um, Asian or rich white kids. So I'm not really sure what what the market is or what the <laughs> missions. I'd like yeah, to just I'm read really their mission statement, that, their no, business plan. Confuses I'm confused me. Confused where Asians and rich white kids like got together. And decided that, <laughs> we're gonna have our own platform. Yeah, yeah, we're sick of everybody else. But anyways. Uh, the uh, the YouTube when people are watching YouTube they let their kids watch it for hours and hours. And Casey likes it. He watches yeah. this uh, Ryan kid. But I think that you know there's suggested videos and kids don't know they click on them and there's weird you know even Tide Pods and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you know it comes down to and probably the whole premise of your podcast is parenting. So mm-hmm. it comes down to parenting and it's not that hard. No, to be a parent. I think I if I remember correctly I either wrote a column or a blog on. It's not hard to be a good parent. And it really isn't. You don't have to be... I mean, we all see, like, that great parent. Holy shit. But that, How do you do that? That great parent, I guarantee you, is, like, going home and crying alone Internally, in the basement. they're screaming. Like, they're having a breakdown. Like, yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're going to eventually go into, like, a dissociative Cry fugue and wind up in... Catalog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that perfect parent. Eating cheese sticks and chugging box wine. <laughs> Franzia. Yep. This is Franzia. <laughs> uh, it's really not. It's, I mean, I, there's so much guilt. And I think the social media and all the things that we all have to deal with now are what caused that guilt because there's so many opinions and we're aware of everyone's right. opinions now. But it's really not hard to, to just be a decent mom. Just, you know, you obviously keep your kids alive. That's yeah. Step one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Check. Go without. <laughs> Not without dead. Any, yeah. <laughs> but like when it comes to social media and Snapchat, like my nephew, he's 13. He doesn't have a cell phone. And I know it bugs him. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been close. He was the first kid in our family born. Mm-hmm. I've been close to him ever since he was a little baby. Um, but I know it bugs him. He doesn't have a cell phone because all his kids in his class have cell phones. But you read about some of the TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, uh, what else is there? Twitter. And it's just like, dude, you know, mentally, we're probably saving, you know, his yeah. parents are probably saving him some anxiety, some anxiety. at least. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's so many ways to ruin your life. If I had been given Facebook at 13, 14 okay. years old, I would never have a job. No. I would never have a job. I'm surprised. At 36, that I do have a job the way I use my you social know, media. I, so it's funny you say that because that's that's something that bugs me. And um, politically, I don't align myself with either party because they both mm. suck. I just kind of go with with what's like moral compass. Right. As a, a a guy once said, I did a story on for the newspaper. Mike Mays uh, always references his moral compass, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stuck with me. You know, if you vote and you 
align yourself politically with your moral compass, I think you, I think at the end of the day, everybody would be happier. But oh, anyways, absolutely. Uh, there are real world consequences for a bad post, you know? Yeah. And I, I just, the kids, when you're 16 and you post something that might be racially sensitive, sensitive towards, you you know, use any, derogatory terms towards a homosexual. Yeah. Or whatever. Any protected, you know, you make a demographic. Transgenders, whatever. Right. And then you're 26, you're 30, and somebody pulls that out of the woodwork yeah. and says, you're racist. I think it's asinine. Everything that was recorded <sighs> when I oh was my 16, God. or any of us were 16, we, none of us would work. None of us would have any credibility whatsoever because we were all 16-year-olds at one point. And we all said really <laughs> dumb stuff, and we've all been around. I mean, I think we've all had, uh, especially us growing up in the 90s and mm-hmm. the 80s, we've all had like that one, especially in Warren County. We've all had that one or two, like, really racist friend. We yes. Like, wow. Dude, you need to calm down. But at the time, you didn't, I don't know, we didn't, we didn't think about it in, like, we weren't like, hey, I don't accept racism in my circle. And when you're 16, I mean, a lot of kids aren't going to speak up. Yeah. They just kind of. Go with the flow. They go and... with it and they just kind of, like, remove themselves or whatever. Right. But nowadays, it really seems like people are like, well, you associated with that person. So you're racist. And I'm. I mean, I, I know people, uh, I've worked with people that uh, have said racially insensitive things before. And it's like, if I say something at work mm-hmm. to this person, I could get fired because now I've started a confrontation. But uh, this whole idea of holding things against, I think there was a director at Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. He said something that was, uh, he said a joke or something mm-hmm. that was insensitive, like a pedophile joke or whatever. But it was it was in bad taste. But everybody was, says something in bad taste. I say something in bad taste. It's every not day. pulled out until this person's famous, mm-hmm. and I see it with politicians all the time. It's like, so I don't care if you like Trump or not. You can't ignore the fact that he said some fucked up shit. Fucked up shit. <laughs> you know, but a lot of people have said things that might have been off color or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were in a mood, and then you forget about it. You know, like I've had Twitter in rage against the Browns, and I'm like, you know. With the Browns' former head coach, Freddie Kitchens, he's an Alabama country boy, big guy, you know, and I I guarantee you that I've tweeted out, get that fat hillbilly, <laughs> fuck off the field. Well, that's insensitive if, if, towards That's anybody. insensitive toward large people, large Cody. Large people, <laughs> southern people. Everyone. Uh, but it's like, and, 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 you know, if I could, if I, and the best part is, I forget. Yeah. So well, like four days later, if somebody's like, hey, you're being insensitive, I'll be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And that's the problem with Twitter. I th- what do they say? It's like 18 minutes I've been reading about marketing and trying to market the podcast and where to market and how to market. And they say on Twitter, whatever you tweet has like 18, an 18 minute shelf life. Yeah. But then somebody goes, comes back 30 years later and pulls it out. Yeah. I don't know. And even if you delete, <clears throat> even if you delete your Twitter account, Oh, somebody screenshotted it for sure. They screenshot it, <laughs> and there's different uh, websites that log tweets for all these different Twitter accounts. It's creepy. Um, I have one now. I had a personal one, actually, at mm-hmm. one point. And uh, I tweeted something out about the Browns. And a lot of people got mad. Fellow Browns <laughs> fans got really mad. And they, they were, like, DMing me. 
and like made references to my kid. Oh, and like found me on Facebook, so I deleted it. Jesus, this is too much. So then I created a new one that was specifically Browns, no personal, there's no identification of me at all. And then I can say whatever the fuck I want. Just go ahead, you know, yeah. send, send, send a, a mystery person DMs, I'm yeah. gonna kill you. But even the stuff that I see on there, there's this one girl, um, she has a podcast, poor girl, Brittany, uh, well, I'm not gonna say her last name, but she has a podcast and it's, it's really cool. It's a Cleveland sports-based podcast. And uh, man, the guys on there, just destroy her and it's because and she, her her views are excellent but um she's a girl and she's pretty blonde so we gotta hate her and i can't even imagine she shared like little bits and pieces of her of the the hate she gets but i guarantee she hasn't shared it all and i think like there for a little bit she like left twitter and, and it's scary what people feel entitled or empowered to say on an anonymous platform like that that's what's what's really frightening is that people like clearly do not do not feel like they have any accountability uh what they're saying right and then they find out later that you can't threaten people <laughs> oh <laughs> guess what because there are consequences the cops can find out they can find out that you were you know telling someone to kill themselves for podcasts is that's what b said um but it's it's excellent. And it's all, awesome. it's all girls. It's all women. So it's cool because it's not... Uh, it's a different perspective. Yeah. And so many podcasts. So I, I listen to Joe Rogan. And so many podcasts out there are, are uh, man-based. There's not a lot of popular ones that have female hosts. And it's, it's kind of weird because you would just think that you'd want that extra or that different point of view. Because there's, what, there's Rogan. I listen to Phil Hendry. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess those are the rest are like youtube channels right yeah history the history of the british empire <laughs> i know i get sucked it into this like so enlightening, doesn't it? i know i get sucked into this rabbit hole at night oh there's this one channel i listen to on youtube that does um scary story or not oh. scary stories but like there'll be like reddit posts and it'll be like forest rangers tell us your you know your creepy pasta yeah yeah is that what it is i think well like slender man and that type of thing there's yeah. certain ones that are very famous and then there's other ones that aren't as famous but yeah creepy story creepy pasta started on reddit i think it, it's it's really i listen to it but i can't listen to it i know <laughs> i can't listen to it at night <laughs> i know and living in the middle of the woods like on the nights when there's no one here i'm like there's no way where i used to live is our family's camp and it is it's you know it's down in barns and there's you know, there's some neighbors but it's, right. it's dark and i remember watching uh saw i think it was right or, Grudge or whatever you know one of those japanese ones are the ones that got me the creepy little girl going out at that at that place now granted this was in the early 20s when cody was a drinker <laughs> and i'd go out on the back porch to, to use the restroom because why not? I got a back porch and there's and nobody that can see me. And just looking out and be like, you know, I could be dead for like days and no one would know. Yeah. Did you want to talk about, I know you had said um, before when we were initially talking about it that you wanted to talk about your experience of miscarriage. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't have to at all. You don't have yeah. to talk about anything that you don't want to. But I that was just one of the things that I want to make sure that I give you an opportunity to... Say yeah, whatever so it is I, that you want to I, say. So, granted, this wasn't this wasn't my son's mom. Uh, this was an ex girlfriend, um, and uh, I did I talked to her actually after I spoke with you mm-hmm. about making sure that everything everything was, was cool. 
And she was, you know, absolutely, you're good. Let me know when it's yeah when coming it's recorded out. so I can hear your dumb ass. <laughs> so when that happened, um, this was in that weird phase. It was after party, drunken idiot Cody. And it was into this weird phase where, like, I didn't necessarily not want a kid, but I didn't. You weren't out, like, looking to have one yeah, I wasn't tomorrow. Looking. I wasn't like, oh, yes, I want a kid. But at the same time, I wasn't, like. Opposed to the idea. Yeah, like, if. if like, well, she got pregnant, and I was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. my job now. Is this is what's going on to, now. To be to be dad. So, I forget how long ago, or how long, how far into the pregnancy she was. I, it wasn't really all that far. You know, in hindsight, it was nice that it wasn't. No, I wanted to touch on it because I think that there's, there's some, there's some unknowns about miscarriages. One, a lot of women have them. Like, when she had hers, it was insane how many people that I knew that I was related to, friends with, you know, guys I worked with, their wives had miscarriages. And you just never know. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it's like, why would you know? Who right. goes out and, like, posts on Facebook, like, had a miscarriage I Had a miscarriage day. Going to Tim Hortons. <laughs> I was just going to say going to Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> double, double, please. <laughs> it's been a rough one. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that have had a lot of women out there that have had miscarriages. And I think from a guy's perspective, it's really, it's weird to, to handle because we have no idea how to handle it. Mm-hmm. You can prepare and read books on how to deal with kids and how to deal with menopause and mm-hmm. how to deal with women when they're on their period and the whole, like there's all sorts of stuff out there. Candy and do the dishes. That's all it takes. <laughs> don't be a dick. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Let's boil them all down to one sentence. a boyfriend or husband, don't be don't a be dick. dick. I'm single because hmm, rule number one is a problem with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of you know so guys don't really know what to do so i remember the day we were we, we knew something was wrong so mm-hmm. we go to the we go to the doctor and she wanted me to go in there with her uh which was fine i go in and they do the whole you know stuff they the do, thing which if that's what women have to go through oh my god jesus they just put anything up There's there. no modesty. They They're like, no. oh, I got this. I'll put that Let's up Let's check it out. Yeah. Let's get up there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I got a flashlight. I left a flashlight at Like home. one of the Scooby gang. Right. <laughs> Open one. Open her up. Yeah. But so they, they poke and they prod and everything's uncomfortable. And uh, and you kind of, I remember at the time thinking, we kind of knew mm-hmm. in the back of our minds. But there's like that little microscopic piece of hope. It's nothing. So she tells her, the doctor tells her, and, uh, you know, then the doc, I think the doctor left, if I remember correctly. And granted, this was cases four. This would have been, well, more than four years ago. So, uh, doctor leaves. And and in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, man, what the fuck do you do now? Yeah. How do you handle it? There's no, like, handbook on the response for that. So my advice to any guy that has to go through that, do nothing. Hug them. Mm -hmm. Hold them. Be nice, obviously. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing you can say that's going to change it. I mean, you can be like, it's going to be all right. And, and, and that's nice stuff to say it's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Sometimes it it's better just to say nothing. But those are all things that are meaningless right now. Like, I think just from that experience, she just wanted somebody to hold her and mm-hmm. not feel alone. It was her fault. Because right. it's not her fault. Right. It's never the woman's fault. No, it just happens. 
you know, when when women are created, well, baby baby women, it's not like they're like, oh, I think I'm going to design my body to have a miscarriage <laughs> or seven. I or, hope that know. my uterus is tilted yeah. someday, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck these, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuck these ovaries. That's now the title of this episode. <laughs> so, uh it's it's not their fault, but I, I think they they feel like it is, and that was kind of the the gist I got was she felt really, and, and you know they know better. Like in hindsight, like we're really good friends, and we, yeah. we've talked some, and she knows it's not her fault, and that's just her body's way of being like this was going to be a bad situation, so yeah. I took care of it for you, right. basically. Right. And but at the time, there's no there's no way to explain that. There's no way that they're gonna that any woman could really comprehend that 100% that it's not their fault. So, yeah, my advice to any guy that has has to, or there is in that position, um, just don't say shit. I second that. I think that's, <laughs> I think you don't, I think there's this pressure to like say something, but really all you just need is someone to be like, to go through it with you. You know, and I've noticed that in life, now granted mm-hmm. I'm single, so maybe I need a new strategy, but I've noticed that with, with women in general is a lot of times it's not so much that you need to say anything. Yep. It's just they need to know that you're there yep. um, to listen. There's so little of that, too. And especially, like, single moms. We just, like, there's nobody who cares what we're saying. I'm talking and they're, like, playing Minecraft. And just to have somebody be like, I hear you. Yeah. That's, like, enormous. Yeah, I hear you. I think you're crazy. Right? No. <laughs> you're insane. Yeah. But I'm still here. <laughs> and I think there's more There's more guys out there that... that are probably have the same, they probably have the same um, point of view, like as far as wanting to be heard, but it's not masculine to say, that's it. I just want to be heard. I just want somebody to like, you know, they don't have to agree with me. They don't have to argue with me. Just be like, I just want to say my thing. Yeah. But it's not, it's not cool for guys to talk about their problems. Well, I mean, even with mental health, you know, the mental health situation, it's always women and it's always about women. It seems like when we talk about these issues, but there are, there's entire just swaths of men who are sitting back in the sidelines, probably thinking this applies to me, but not. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Comfortable saying anything. Definitely. Um, the only men you hear about, uh, is PTSD with, Mm -hmm. uh, with soldiers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like the average guy, he's not allowed to have anxiety. Yeah. He's not allowed to be depressed. He's yeah. not allowed to be self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this really weird thing, thank God, kind of in a way, but this really weird thing of dad bod is the, the new craze <laughs> and dad bod's cool. But like there, I know there are a lot of guys out there that have the quote unquote dad bod and it, and it bugs them. Really? But they can't, but they can't, talk, they about can't it. talk about it. No. Uh, because they're not allowed to be... Because that's a womanly thing to yeah, worry about how you look. You're not allowed to be jealous when you see some dude who's, like, fit and works out all the time. You're not allowed to be self-conscious about how you look or how a certain certain shirt fits or right. whatever. Um, it's just... It's weird. And I've, I've always worked in pro, pro, yeah, predominantly male environments. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've always picked up on that. We can't talk about our problems. Um, so like if and women think it's hard women think that we can't talk about stuff holy shit i can't imagine being a man because there's nowhere to go where do you go and you are need to like in that experience she needed you to hold her what did you need and what resources were there for you that was what was 
you know, and, and it didn't hit me until we ended. Obviously, we didn't we didn't stay together forever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's married now, and it, it really, you know, hindsight, it really all worked out in a universal way that was better because um, we ended up not staying together, remaining very good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she got married to a guy who's like perfect for her, mm-hmm. and they have a kid. Awesome! So, Aw, that's good. Yeah. So that was I know. Uh, she she was probably nervous when she was pregnant. Yeah, oh yeah. Kid. Uh, you know, because obviously you go through that once. You're, right. You're paranoid every you know if, if they have mortgage, but um, but they have a kid and they're happy. That's but, awesome. Uh, I, I didn't really put a lot of thought into it until um, my son's mom was pregnant actually, mm-hmm. and and I was really like we were like six months along or with something, mm-hmm. and I was like invested. Yeah. You know, you really yeah. like you're starting. You've to attached see, now, and you're starting to see the images of like the three D images of the baby yeah. and the whole deal, and and uh, it like hit me. I was like, God, like I don't know what I'd do if he was like if he was gone, right? But for so for a guy, as far as the the connection goes with their future child, I don't think it hits until the baby's fully de- developed. Until you can look at a picture and say that looks like a actual human yeah, being. Like, that's a baby. That's it's not a peanut. Not a, that's a baby. You know, for a woman, obviously, there's so much. It's inside them. Uh, well, and socially, we're told our whole lives. That's what we're, our purpose is. And so, so yeah. Your purposes. Yeah. You're not allowed to do Don't even think about a career. Don't even bother getting a degree. No. Every, every nine months. Every nine months. Until you die. Breastfeed every single one of them. Yeah. None of that formula shit. <laughs> Fuck out of here And you that. better make me a fucking sandwich, too. I, I forget what the... There was a... I did just listen to the history of England. And there was a... <laughs> A king, oh man, I can't remember now. There was a king who had, his wife only had girls. Louis. Wasn't it Louis? Was it? It might have been. Henry. There was like 80 Henrys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, was, I can't keep them like all straight. 80, there was actually like. We need to marry Hedrick. She loves the royal people. There you go. <laughs> but there was a king, I remember he, he constantly was having girls. And right. And he got like a mistress and I think she had some girls and had a miscarriage or whatever. He finally got a son like. Seven women later. They were horrible people, by the way. By the yeah, oh, yeah. Like, listen to this thing. It was like every king had, like, girlfriends and mm-hmm. mistresses. And, like, talking about the genealogy of, like, the the path to the crown and how, like, even if you can Google it right now, there's two different paths to the crown. The queen that we have now, and then there's, like, other royalty that was, like, mistresses and unofficial, unacknowledged. Uh, a guy passed away in... Australia in 2012, I think, who should really be the king of England. And he was like, no, I'm good. I feel like that's a metaphor for my life. That's how I feel every time. Yeah, so you're like, I knew I should have been. I knew I should have been. God damn it. (laughs) Or God damn it. uh, Yeah, they were horrible people. Like, it's funny to hear, not funny, it's weird to hear, like, you know, there'll be a married couple and, like, the wife will cheat or the husband will cheat or whatever. And then think like, well, two hundred years ago, oh, he was sleeping with everyone. everyone, and he wasn't just sleeping with them. He was like having kids with them and forcing them. Yeah, like, they were horrible, killing people. them if they got in his way. Like, almost everybody in history, at least every male, sorry, males, every male. But this is a woman-based podcast. Well, like, and that's the thing. I think people, men don't understand where a woman's, where like the feminist rage comes from, or the feminist like resentment and. It, this is where it's because for thousands and thousands of years, we would have been killed for not doing, for not making you a damn sandwich. 
Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, I've only had three women. I need an heir. And, and then you get pregnant for the fourth time. Yeah. And it's another girl. And so he beheads you. Yeah. I mean, you're livestock. You're livestock for so many thousands and thousands of years. And it's, it's all of that behind feminism. It's not just, we don't like wearing bras. Like, there's so much more to it. Yeah, there's a little too much focus on it. the whole, like, we don't like wearing bras. Angry feminists, yeah. With the vagina hats. I yeah. Think, I mean, that's such a, and I'm not shitting on their beliefs. Right. But that's such a, a, a small number of feminists right. out there. Most feminists are reasonable and they're like, we and just want to be equals, dude. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, and voting doesn't necessarily make us equal. I know right. that a lot of people are like, oh, you can vote. We can vote now, but I still make you know, considerably less than anybody, any man could walk in off the street and take my job tomorrow and make more money than I do off the bat. And it's across the board. Yeah. Like you look at presidential candidates right now, a lot of them, uh, it's, it's been reported over the years on their staffs, whatever, predominantly male staff, Mm -hmm. even, even when they're fighting for women's rights. Right. Most of their staffs are women, are, are men. And I'm not going to mention a candidate's name because I don't <laughs> want to make anybody mad because people get too sensitive. Yeah. But there's one candidate who's who's a liberal candidate. And uh, he's most of a lot of his staff has been predominantly white males. And it's just kind of funny to hear like one person preach about it, but they don't live it. And I'm not saying you have to. I mean, you put the best people in. But to think that that the best people are old white males all the time. <laughs> And the, but what kills me is when white males get super, like, irritated about political correctness. Like, they're being a, help, help, I'm being oppressed, like, yeah. on Monty Python. And I'm like, dude, you are a white male in America. You have nothing to bitch about. I'm sorry. Oh, you, I mean. Like, if I, uh, if I walk into, and this is, you know, some, I'm sure somebody would argue with me on this. But if I walk into Walmart and I'm unintentionally acting shady, I guarantee you that Walmart worker is more focused on the minorities in the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. And they might not even admit it. They might not even it might be subconscious. I do think sometimes the 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 racial stuff is subconscious. It's it is because you grow up that way and you don't think. And I I think people need to be enlightened and educated and instead of getting angry like with all of this angry rhetoric on both sides, I think instead what it should be is let me let me educate you a little bit. The uh 2014 census for mm-hmm. Warren County. I think it was like Warren County is like 98% white. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's ridiculous. So to if you walk into a store and you see a minority, they stick out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just reality. Right. They stick out because everybody else in the store is white. Right. We look for patterns. And so what doesn't fit a pattern, we're automatically yeah. more aware of. So it is some of, some of it is just how you're raised. And mm-hmm. I, I I encourage people. I don't encourage people to move away permanently. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake that was really pushed when I was in high school. There mm-hmm. were a lot of guidance counselors and teachers yes. that were like, go to college and move away. Yeah. And then now it's ironic because the same <laughs> guidance counselors and teachers are like, why are our schools shrinking? Oh, no. Because you told everybody to fucking move away. everybody here is 80 and dying yeah. because they, there's nothing here for you us. You told everyone to move to, you know. <laughs> City. Chicago and Austin, Texas, and all these growing, flourishing cities. I do encourage people to to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. to um, culture themselves. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you got to go to Africa, right? But you can branch out. You can you can go to Erie and seek out an experience where you're the only white face in a crowd, and that so, is going to be the most enlightening thing that you're ever going to experience. I was in Walmart in uh, in Erie, one of the WalMarts in Erie, just the other day. And I went in and there were all like a shit ton. Mm-hmm. And that's a big number. Um, I don't know if you 
I'm quite aware. That is an actual unit of measurement. Yes, the, the <laughs> it was and a metric shit ton or an imperial shit ton. <laughs> and then there's there's what the other two countries use in the world that's like, stupid. And, and then there's shit tons. I think it's like the moon or something. Uh, but there were a shit ton of uh, of women with. Uh, I'm probably going to say the wrong word. Like headdresses on, scarves, whatever. He, uh, yeah. I would assume. He jobs. There you go. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, in this Walmart. And it was just like, and I didn't feel like uncomfortable. Right. Anything. But it was just but, kind of funny because I'm like, I'm like, here we are an hour and a half away from where I live. Right. And there's all these people, all this different diversity. And uh, if I saw it every day, it wouldn't mm-hmm. stick out to me at all. Right. It stuck out to me because I don't see it every day. But if you're, you need to make yourself, you need to. I feel like you have to put yourself in situations where you become super aware of being a minority in that context. That's hard for people to white pe- for white people. You need to do it because the way that that feels, you feel completely. Being a dorky white guy is like whatever. I almost feel like it's like novelty yes. for minority. Like if a, if a dorky white dad comes along, they're like, "Oh, there's one. There's one. We heard about them." Tell us a joke. Tell us a dad joke. Tell us a dad joke. I'm like, well, good good for you. I got a lot of them. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. You I you can't understand. I feel like you can't speak on racial issues until you've made an an effort to try to experience being a minority. That's absolutely true. People around here speak on race. Yeah. And they've never known any other race. Right. They've always you know, been the majority. They've always, always been. been the black kid. People here say it like that's normal to say. I know. You'll be like, oh, how'd, how'd the basketball team do? Well, you know, the black kid scored 16 points. I was sitting <laughs> at the like, Eisenhower basketball game, <laughs> and there was a black kid on the other team, and I heard the dad go because the kid got a whatever, a basket. Is that a... Is that what he got? If he got the ball in the thing? Okay. So he got a hoop. He got a basket. And the dad goes, well, he's black. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know we're in the middle of white America, but damn, dude, like right out in the open. Well, he's black. Well, he's black. So of course he got the. You're white, so you have every Right. known to man. You say that and and he gets mad, though. Yeah. That's what kills me. That's, That's why I don't get mad when. I mean, there's a lot of athletes that are minorities in baseball. In baseball, it's actually really diverse. Basketball, obviously, African-American athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and football is the same thing. But people get so mad. How dare you be black? Yeah, I'm like, you're <laughs> like good well, they're basketball black, player. so they're good at basketball. And I'm like, all right, so you're white, so you're good at Wall Street. Congratulations. <laughs> like, that's... You're good at accounting. Fuck you. Yeah, like, like you know, uh, I mean... <laughs> You think about the number of athletes in comparison to the number of minorities. It's right. such a small percentage. Right. It's probably not even one percent. It's ridiculous. And there's people that get really upset over it. Can you believe that he went from the hood and now he wants a hundred oh. million dollars? And I'm like, first of all, fuck you. He did not go from the hood. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you try to prove somebody wrong and you tell them you're like, actually, you grew grew up in a suburban neighborhood. A nicer neighborhood than you did, sir. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty much way raised around white people and went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And they come up with some excuses. <laughs> some bullshit. Yeah. But no, that can't be true because I've seen criminal minds and that's that's how it is. Every black right. person lives in the inner city. What for you, what's the difference? I don't want to keep you too long. What's the difference? No, you're good. Um you're good. You're good. It's only twelve forty three. What's the 
so moms always talk about the judgment and mom judgment. Does that does that exist for dads? I don't think in the same way. It depends on. Well, first of all, I think it depends on geographics. Mm-hmm. So Warren County, and I, I should say I do like living here. There's mm-hmm. a lot of positive yeah. things about Warren County. For starters, we don't have shootings, we don't have stabbings, we don't have a lot of high crime, we don't have bad weather. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get hurricanes or massive blizzards. Mm-hmm. Or it's really kind of funny when you see all this shit around the world and you're like just move to warren county dude. yeah there's, there's nothing going on here different. at all so i do love it here but um locally uh i don't think the pressure on dads comes or the judgment on dads comes until your sons or daughters are in high school okay um if they're in sports and they're not good sometimes you get shit for that really yeah if your son is chooses an alternative lifestyle you get shit for that. Um, and I just think that's more of a reflection that Warren County is a little bit behind times. We're very, I like to say with air quotes, traditional. Yeah. Like, and, and in 20 years, it'll be different. And in yeah. 40 years, it'll be different. Right. Um, so generations kind of change that. Um, but no, women women get it way worse. Okay. Than, especially between like the birth and like preschool. Right. It's like, oh, you're doing cloth diapers. Oh, God. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. What, you think you're better than us? Yeah. You're super fancy now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super fancy as I'm wiping the shit out of my child's cloth yeah, diaper. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> No, women get, women get judged because women get judged on on everything. So, so I do think, we were talking about mental health, and I do mm. think men are self-conscious and all that stuff, but men don't judge men. Like, okay. if I see a dude who's uh, got a, got a quote-unquote dad bod, uh-huh. I'm not like, ah, oh, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking die. Die slow, Why fucker. are you bothering? Right. And, like, if I see him with a smoking hot wife, yeah. I don't think, like, she can do better than you. Like, my natural man thought is, like, well done, sir. Nicely done. Yeah. Polite clapping ahead now. But if you, see, if you see a gorgeous woman mm-hmm. with a... With a, with a uh, Maybe like an older man. You yeah. think, oh. Gold digger. Yeah. Or if if she lets herself go a little bit, mm-hmm. it's like, well, he's going to cheat on you. Mm-hmm. You know? And he should because look at you. You don't yeah. have any. Yeah. You're not even fucking trying. Yeah. Like we, like there's this, uh, this expectation that we have to continue to try. So women, yeah, they have it worse. They get judged on their parenting. If their kid has any sort of issue as far as learning disability, emotional, mm-hmm. Your You're fine. <laughs> emotional <laughs> issue. Um, anything with their kid that's out of the warm. Right. Uh, they get, women get judged on that. I can't believe, you know, the amount of women that judge women on their appearance. And that's the thing. It's not. It's not men judging us because men don't give a shit if we my kid's know. autistic. But Susie Homemaker over here has a lot to say about what whether or not I made my own baby food and that's why my kid's autistic. You Did know what I mean? Him? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the vaccination thing. I do get animated and I try really hard to respect people's lifestyles and opinions, but I get... Yeah. Uh, but... It's like moms always get to shit on Yeah, it doesn't so, matter. Like, I could, so I could make the decision. I could say, I don't want my son to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. 
and my son's mom would get the shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So my theory is correct then because I've said it in numerous episodes and I want to make sure that I'm being honest, but I feel like a dad can go out with a kid to McDonald's and it's like celebration and confetti and trumpets and, oh my God, you're spending time with your child alone. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, yeah. But a mom takes three kids who are acting up and it's like, you. why can't you handle your kids? Perfect. Perfect. Perfect scenario is, so I've been a single person. I've had some conversations with people, with women. Mm -hmm. Every conversation is, you're such a great dad. You're such a great dad. You're such a great dad. And they, they base it solely off of pictures that I post on Facebook. Yeah. Because I'm with myself. Or the fact that you're physically present occasionally. Yeah. And they know nothing about you. And in a lot of occasions, I get the, I have a, you know, a one-year-old, the dad bailed, Mm. which sucks. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. Like, if you're a dad that bails. Fuck um, you. You're a piece of shit. shit. There's no other way to to explain it. You don't have to make it work with the mom, but you need to, you need to have a relationship with that kid and be, yeah. The kid didn't deserve that bullshit. Right. On the flip side, if you're, if you are genuinely a piece of shit, maybe it's best. Yeah. Um, Maybe just stay over there. Yeah, like if you're a drug addict, clean yourself up. And then come around. And then come back. I get a lot of the, you're such a great dad. And, and a lot of women think that's like a turn on. And I'm like, I'm like, for all you know, I'm you a could, fucking drunk. Yeah, I'm you could abusive. be, yeah, you get him every weekend. You could be beating his ass bloody every yeah. weekend for all I know. Just because you got a picture of him smiling. Exactly. It's like, what did I do to get that picture? <laughs> you smile, you little bastard. <laughs> Uh, I did actually look happy for the ladies a few weeks ago I did yell at him for not smiling but he was just being a yeah (laughs) put it in there we were playing out in the snow and I was like hey we do me a favor we sit on the steps and I want to take a picture and he sat there and he was just looking at me and I'm like smile and he wouldn't smile and I'm like dude Come on, man. Like, smile. Give me five seconds. He's like, he wouldn't smile. I'm like, well, then we're going inside. Because he knew you wanted to. Yeah, he was just being stubborn <laughs> to be stubborn because he's like his dad. <laughs> Actually, he's like his dad and his mom. Both of us are very stubborn. That's why we're not together. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, women, uh, for me, you know what drives me crazy is men will pimp that shit, though. They'll have their kids every other weekend and be like, oh. I'm a dad. Look at all my pictures of me with my kid. You want to date me because look, I'm a good yeah. dad. And I'm like, mm, mm, that's not. Yeah. Don't, don't. And you're absolutely right. And it's like, I don't want to date anybody because I'm a good dad because, uh, 16, not 16, Jesus. Shut <laughs> 14 years. Uh, in the guy I work with. Little over a dozen years. Um, in 14 years, it's not going to matter. Yeah. I mean, you're always a dad. Right. When he's 18, he's an adult. And he's right. Adult. So, and, and really, it's probably less time than that. Right. So, don't date me because I'm a good dad. Well, like, and... date me because we connect on other stuff. Exactly. It's, it's going to be hard because... There, yeah. My mom told me one time when I was about 14, it's going to take a special kind of man to want to be with you. And right. now I realize that that's true. That's actually true. You know yeah. what? It is. And but, it, it's even more true the older you get. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because your personality solidifies from like 25 to about 36. Like, I feel like oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, cemented in at this point. I'm not changing shit. <laughs> what like, you see is what you get. The, the next change I have is an old man. <laughs> right. And at that point. Are you going to be a get off my lawn? You damn kids, old man. No, I'm not going to be a get off my lawn. I'm going to be a, uh, just leave me alone. Just don't even talk like, to me. Like, I don't even want to converse enough to yell at you. <laughs> you can be on my lawn, but if you wake me up for my nap, then I'm going to be pissed. We're going to have some issues. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm really looking forward to being an old man. I am looking forward to being an old man. Yes. Yep. Bitching about how these kids. These These damn kids. Yeah. The generations thing is a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, How how shitty is it for our, our generation? So you've got you've got the boomers. Right. Which are the boomers? Right. And then you've got the unappropriately uh, designated millennials. Yeah. They're really not millennials. No. They're generation something or other. Well, no, there's there's so there's the boomers and then there's Gen X, which yeah. is completely forgotten about, which is us. How old are you? Thirty-three. Okay, so I'm thirty-six. So you technically, technically, you and I are both millennials. I do not identify with the millennial thing at all. I identify with Gen X, which no. was like Nirvana, flannel, grunge, Seattle, MTV, day one. You know, like that's my generation. That's not millennial shit, and it's no. definitely not boomer shit. No, and we're forgotten. Yeah. I was thinking about that last night. I was actually because I was thinking about this podcast, and I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> That was one thing that kind of crossed my mind was like the generational gap is that you have boomers and when it comes to voting. I was actually I was listening to the impeachment trial because mm-hmm. it's my duty as a voter to at least be aware of it. True that. Um, so uh, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, you got boomers who are predominantly probably Trump supporters. And then you've got the quote unquote millennials, which I actually think there's another generation that's younger, like the 18, 19 year olds. I don't mm. think they're technically millennials. I think there's something different. Oh God. And there's more. Um, <laughs> they just keep coming. You, you've got them who are like the way other direction. Right. And I was just like, how do you mold these worlds together? Yeah. And I'm thinking about us. Yeah. And I'm like, it's up to us. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. And we don't want to do it. I, you know what? I have no interest in any of it. We're here to watch the Armageddon. Yep. Give me some, actually, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit, just a tiny taste more because it turns out that I like Baker's Mark. It turns out that I do like it. Now you know. Now I know. Now I can look like a grown up at the bar. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm just, I do feel like I'm just sitting in the middle of this chaos and socially yeah, the uh, the generational gap is what's very weird. I was talking to my mom recently about culture. It was actually after listening to that English history thing that really Henry VIII fucking changed my life. <laughs> um, English history changed my life. You'll never hear that quote. Again. No, that's that's a but, subtitle. But hearing about like how these countries go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and we go back to seventeen. Oh. We're like infants on the world stage. Yeah, we have no culture. No. None. No. There's nothing. We're a melting pot. And, and for many aspects, that's really great. Mm. But as far as a cultural aspect, we're not, you know, there's people that argue we're a Christian country. Well, not now. Yeah. Um, we're Christian and we're Muslim and we're Jewish and we're Hindu and we're atheist and we're all of it. We're- so yes. Deal with it. Yeah. I feel like our worst qualities kind of rise to the surface and become known as our culture as Americans. Yes. But that doesn't that doesn't necessarily it's not representative of what it actually is. No. At all. Not at all. Germany and all these countries they have traditions that go back a thousand years and yeah, and huge history and all that stuff. And it's just kind of funny because we're we act like we act like we've been around forever. Like it started with us. Like Jesus, or, or not even Jesus, Adam and Eve were born yeah. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> with with a barbecue pit and a leaf. One they leaf, they had to split it. And that's why and boobs that's are illegal now. 
Because Adam had to give his leaf and split it to Eve. That bitch. Yeah. She should have sewn her own leaf. Yeah. Self-sufficient <laughs> capitalism would have her sewn her old leaf. Um, Bootstrap, Eve. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> Point on me. Equal rights. Goddammit. You want to be equal? Yeah. Uh, I think it... Uh, but I do think people tend to think that, that the U.S. Uh, started and ended the world. We might end it. We certainly didn't start it. But the lack of culture, <clears throat> cultural history kind of leaves us in a, in a weird place because our culture goes back as far as our generation. So like the boomer generation. That's absolutely true. They have like the Norman Rockwell. Mm-hmm. I, was, I always reference Norman Rockwell with, uh, sitting around the fire at Christmas and the stockings are hung. Right. And mom and Christmas dad carols and, kids and, and everybody's trimming the tree. You know, let's ignore the fact that mom's an alcoholic and she's beaten <laughs> by dad every night. <laughs> You know, because we don't talk about them. those things. It's she, not appropriate. She can't divorce them because of the times and what right. were the ladies at the auxiliary thing. Oh God, um, those bitches. Yeah, those bitches. <laughs> you know. hear me, Karen? <laughs> but if, but what's funny about the the, the boomer generation? And I'm, I'm my parents are boomers. I can't shit on them. But I think about like what their parents and the generation before them would think, mm-hmm. and the generation before them thought that they were hippie pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> And now they think the kids are, they don't call them hippies, but they think we're hippies. But they kind of, you're right though, they do skip over the Liberals. Liberal has become the new word for hippie, I feel like. Because if you identify with anything liberal. Immediately, you can't even have a rational conversation with someone. If you're like, well, I don't see what the problem is with people getting married who love each other. I don't really care what their gender is. And it's like, you... You filthy, liberal, yeah. libtard. I hate it. I like want to die. Yes, I want to die every time I hear it. <laughs> and I work in the voter registration office, so I hear it a lot. And it's really hard to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you have a, a government job. Right? I'm lucky I'm not fired yet. Because when people come in and want to change their party from anything to Republican and they have all these horrifying, nasty things to say because they identify with the rhetoric. I'm like, I'm going to burst into flames right why now. Why do they tell you that? I don't know why they tell me that because if they knew anything about me, they would keep their mouth shut because I'm like the least sympathetic to their cause. I'm the least sympathetic person in the entire world. I, I, it's, it's funny because I'm a registered Democrat and I refuse to change it because yeah. when I was 18, I chose Democrat. And, I was and that's like, what it I'm is now. I'm committing to that shit. <laughs> not a lot I've committed to in my life. <laughs> But I am a registered fucking Democrat. So in the last primary, I get to vote, obviously. Right. And I hated, I don't like Hillary. Yeah. So I voted for Bernie. Uh Uh-huh. And I told a friend of mine who was Republican that, and he got really mad at me. And I'm like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It wasn't like the the election. The, the it wasn't election. even a thing. It was just yeah, like, like I, I was still, stating I, my if opinion. I want to. I could still vote for Trump. Uh, but I voted for Bernie just because I didn't like. I don't. I don't like. The Clintons very much. Every um, political family who gets to that level has done something shitty and shady in the past. Yeah, the word political family, sh- the words political family should just like, as soon as you hear that, like, the, and even go back, do some history, do some mm-hmm. research, read about the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. They weren't great people. They were crazy, man. That was like. JFK was, was a good president, but he was not a He was a being. shitty husband. Yeah. He was a shitty man. And he was in, in a lot of ways. Now, and I don't... Can you imagine if JFK and Jackie O had to deal with social media? I don't know how they'd do it. They'd be a fucking joke. And I don't want to compare them to Trump right, at all. Right, right. But, you know, there's been stories over the years of Trump 
flirting, hitting on, sleeping with other women other than Melania, which blows my mind. Um, <laughs> because 90% of the people in this county probably have some sort of, you know, infidelity in their family. Oh, so, like, yeah, that's a whole other thing I can tell you about. Single dad life. Uh, the, the amount of, and maybe you have some listeners that are going to feel really uncomfortable. That's okay. Um, Lay it down, man. Of uh, taken women in this county, and it's men too. Yeah, and, and I'm not. I'm not going to say that men don't do it, but men are. But that's always the general. Like he cheated, didn't? He? But there's a lot of women are, are running around. Yeah, exploring other options. Yeah, and and I try to look at it from you don't know people's situation, right? Know the scenario, and I never condone the cheating. But um, do you know I was in a hell of a relationship? I was in an abusive relationship, and I never felt the need to cheat. I wanted to get out, but I never felt the need to cheat on someone to do that. But had you, had you, and and I I heard the whole story from beginning to end, would I be like, you're a piece of shit? You had to do something to force his hand, not literally, to like, be like, I'm done. You cheated on me. Yeah. Then fine. That's your out. Right. Um, so I don't judge anybody for it. And I get that people make mistakes. People make drunken mistakes. Right. It's, it's life. There is, you know, in defense of my male counterparts, there is a stereotype that only men cheat and marriages only end because men cheat. And that's, that's absolutely true. untrue. Women cheat. They're just, I think they benefit from the fact that men they cheat with won't talk as much as mm-hmm. women. So like men aren't going, men aren't talking to each other about like. Not as often. Okay. No. No, it's like if you get... I feel like I'm looking at the other team's playbook right now. Yeah, so if you get some other, you know, if... if, And this is just stuff I've picked up in conversation and things. Like like when a woman cheats on her husband, Mm -hmm. the guy she cheats with is just like... Yeah, he doesn't want to get shot. He doesn't want to get beat up. Because this is Warren County, so there's a very real possibility you're getting shot. He doesn't want to do all the bullshit. So, like, it starts and ends. And and men have the ability, in, in a lot of cases, have the ability to not emotionally attach themselves mm-hmm. women are i think genuinely more emotional so like if if i were in a relationship and i cheated with her with a woman she may think like well i thought you were going to leave your wife or i thought you were going to leave your girlfriend for me i don't think men do that as much it's physical i got a piece of that that i never thought i could get but yeah there's a there's a uh, a surprising unknown number of of women that even if they don't physically cheat you uh, can tell by a conversation that they would that if if the <laughs> If the situation presented itself. If the conditions were right. Yeah, they would not hold back. So, and like I said, I make it adamantly clear. I am not judging anybody because you don't know. Again, you don't condone it, but it's like, dude, I get it. Everybody needs to do their own thing. And you're, the way I. If your husband doesn't touch you for three years and somebody else finds you attractive, I totally get it. So, yeah, my point is just, it ain't just men. There are some women that I hear stories and I'm like, wow, I mean, I'm impressed but that's a lot of energy that you're putting out there i don't have the time for it man i gotta get home i got investigation discovery to watch that was the thing with my last relationship and really any relationship son's born and even a little bit before that it's like i'm too fucking lazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep i hear you dude i hear you i hear you the lies and the stories and the the explanation it's just like i'm tired man i got a lot to do are we doing this or not and if so um this is what you see is what you get Mm-hmm. You know, what's that? I was just gonna ask. You get a lot of women who are like looking for someone to take something off their plate. Do you find a lot of women who approach you who are looking for maybe not to marry you, but someone to help them more than date them? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. 
help them. But see, I'm really blunt. Uh, like, if I talk to somebody from the get-go, it's like, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. And I will not deviate. Yeah. And sometimes they expect you to deviate. They, they kind of throw They think they're going to change your mind. You remind them. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, you're being kind of a dick. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm exactly the way I was day one. It's just right. you don't want to accept reality. <laughs> Um, I told you what I was looking for. Yeah. You know, I was very transparent. Like I personally, I believe in being financially independent Mm -hmm. and, uh, I have my kid. If you have kids, you have your kids. Yeah. And someday we meld together. Yeah. Absolutely. Until that point, you need uh, to take care of your business and I'll take care of mine. Um, but a lot of people have a lot of, a lot of people have issues with that. Mm -hmm. But so I haven't really personally ran into that. Um, but I know that there's, there's women out there. In a lot of scenarios where the, the father is not present, are looking for that nuclear family. Right. And. I feel like it almost doesn't matter who it is, just as long as you're a body. I think that's what it a is. A male body present we with the family. We want Christmas pictures. Yeah. We want vacation. Yeah. We all these very boomer-esque Norman Rockwell <laughs> right? Right? things. Someday I am going to get a set of family pictures. If I ever find a man, we're getting like sweaters. Yeah. We're going to go to Kmart, man. We're going to do the yeah. whole picture thing. I don't know if Kmart <laughs> exists, but you can try. <laughs> you know, you can do the family pictures without the man. I think it's just as great. I mean, I've taken a lot of pictures of just Kason and I. We don't. So like he's done. Actually, Kason had family photos taken with his mom and her fiance and his baby sister. It was last year. and And we had some taken with me and my family and my my ex-girlfriend and I or whatever and I don't know if the the other people I I guess I can't speak for his mom but I don't know if the other people in in the image really made or broke the image Mm -hmm. like right like the photos with myself and my son and my ex right it wasn't like well if my ex wasn't there it would have been a horrible picture right like you just it is yeah the point is the kid. Like, the point yeah. is the family. And me and my kids are my family. And, you know, we may or may not admit other people yeah. <laughs> into our situation. Do you want to be here for the week? Yeah, right. Stand in. They should wear green suits so that you can just That would them. be perfect. Yeah, just, like, have somebody there with a green suit and, like, I'm yeah. just going to plug and play. Yeah, just, yep. And then just everything is so exactly what you want it to be. So your life, yep. you can be, like, stand, it, stand, stand here. here. And I then put your hand, your arm around and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take a photo and we'll edit you in. Yeah. And, uh, we'll see how up. you do. Yeah. This is your probationary period. And you really don't, you don't really <laughs> blend in with our family. So we don't like the way this looks. Yeah. You're up. Did you change your part? I don't. I, I find men, when I'm trying to date, and I'm not really trying to date, but I get asked out all the time, but it's always these stupid like Facebook messages like, hey, what you doing? And I'm like, mm, nothing. There's nothing classier than what you do. Yeah. It's super hot. Super you know, enticing, but I find a lot of men want to pimp the whole single dad thing, but then, but then they don't want to actually, they're not actually looking for a family to be part of. They just want to use that. So that's as bait. I am adamant about like, you will not meet my son. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So the, the custody, my son's mom and I have is I have him usually Tuesday and third or Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then I have him, Friday to Saturday, but sometimes that we switch the weekends where we're really good about our right. schedules, but those are like the set in stone days. So, I mean, I have them a lot during the week, mm-hmm. every week, week after week. Um, 
so my free time is limited to begin with. Right. Uh, right. So it's like we can if if you're with me because I'm a single dad, a good dad, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you're not going to see that um, on our date to the movies or right. going to dinner. Right. You're just going to be do- stuck with dickhead. <laughs> just dickhead Cody. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so you're going to be good with that. And if you're not good with that, you're not going to then I'm not going to introduce you to the exactly. Other that's because like a the dad is very likable. I mm-hmm. get it. Like it's like when you see a mom interacting with her child. Yeah, you're like that's such a sweet, that's nice picture. Moment. Yeah, but she's a raging bitch. If you're not seeing bath time when the kid won't get in yeah. the goddamn shower and she's losing her shit, or like you're not seeing relationship hurt. Mm-hmm. You're seeing mom hurt. A woman would be seeing dad me. You're not seeing like for all you know, I'm jealous. I'm going yep. through your phone. Yeah, I'm, you know, stalking your yep. exes and weird shit. And that's the same thing with a with a with a woman. If if she's a single mother, I want to know you before I know mom, mom you. version. Of yes, you because you might be fucking nuts. Yeah, you can still be a good mom. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I'm looking for somebody who's going to be around after the kids go to college, so I have to like you yes. before I like how you are with my kids. And I no, if you spend your if you spend your off time that you're not with your kids. Uh, draft house, Ralphies, <laughs> or Grumpies, you can immediately exclude yourself. From yeah. That. High five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In no particular order of bars. But if you go to Grumpy's, you can just like, Be, yeah. block me on Facebook. We're all done having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. That place is cool. That place is... Ugh. Interesting. We'll just say it's It's interesting. I don't want to make your podcast have any enemies. Yeah. I usually have enemies wherever I go, so... Because I can't keep my mouth shut, but... <laughs> it's okay. No. But... Yeah, dating is ridiculous, and I'm finding it, it it to become more and more surreal and absurd in my 30s than it ever was in my 20s. It's it's weird because, well, I think in your 30s though, you're just you don't fall for bullshit. You're like, here's what I want, and if you don't fit it, then tough. And I will say, you'll like this. I will say, men are insanely sensitive if you deny really? them. Really? Oh yeah. If you tell them I'm not interested, oh, you're a bitch. Oh, fuck yes. Immediately. Immediately it goes to your looks. To your looks immediately. Because that's. I wouldn't see you anyways. Yeah. I wouldn't be seen in public with you. What I've seen it on Twitter, on on Facebook. Um, It's Mm -hmm. mind boggling because it's like you ask her out, she says no. All of a sudden, she's like this horrible person that you would never have anything to do with, but you just asked me out. I don't know how they deal with that. Because, like, it's so frustrating. She's like, oh, I'm not really interested. I'm like, all right, whatever. But there are so many. And that's why, like, I don't respond to 90% of the messages I get because men cannot handle a simple thank you. I am, I appreciate it. I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. And you can't be nice to them either. No. No, because. If, if you're nice to them, that means. Yeah. Oh, because you're. over at 11 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't just. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. I don't, I feel like I don't understand the rules. I feel like I'm supposed to be playing a game that I do not understand the rules for at all because I'm just direct. I'm just direct and upfront and what you see is what you get and people don't know how to handle that. It's, it's weird. Well, it's intimidation. And another thing with Warren County being so, as you put it, traditional, <laughs> um, the nice term, strong women are oh, not prominent. In our uh, day-to-day lives, it's yeah. like we got a lot of housewives, we got a lot of subordinate women, women who fall in line, and um, a strong woman scares the shit out of some dudes. Dude, do we? Yeah. Do we really? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm that scary. 
I feel no, like I'm goofy and not, weird. Like, no, but that's the thing. You have a personality and you're not allowed to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... Personalities are frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, your personality should be my personality. If I like the Browns and the Yankees, then God damn it, you better like the Browns and yeah. the Yankees. But you don't cheer until I cheer. I tell you when to cheer. You well, you would have to tell me when to cheer because I don't you know what's happening. You come out and you make a valid sports argument and, and embarrass me. Oh. In front of my male friends. How fucking dare you? Um, it's, like a, it's like a dude's... <laughs> Penis literally shrinks. Really? When a woman takes charge or shows personality or independence. Uh, I guess that's why I'm probably going to be single forever. I'm going to be single forever. That's That's okay with me. That's what's intimidating, I think. Uh, I I don't know your, your dating history. I only know mine. And I think one very big step is accepting the fact that you are okay with mm-hmm. being single. That's the only time you're never going to find the right person until you're okay with the idea that you might never find them. Yeah. Cause then if people come into your life and you're like, Oh, this person's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, this person's pretty nuts. 10 years ago, I'd be like, Oh, what's up it out. We'll figure it out. If I just put in the work, it'll make me happy. So eventually she wants to go through my phone every five minutes. That's <laughs> completely healthy. Yeah. It's totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find people who are just, and I think everybody who's a normal person who's looking for someone is living their own life. We're not out at Grumpy's looking for someone to go home with. No. So. I think, uh, I forget, my mom used to tell me, and I can't remember if she referenced it as something my grandma said or whatever, but if you're, you know, hard pressed to meet someone mm-hmm. in a bar, your husband or wife, uh. The problem is that I'm also hard-pressed to find one at a church because I don't go to them, and that's really my only two options in Warren County is the bar or church. Yeah, that's tough. Join Tinder, I guess. Yeah. Tinder in Warren County, County right. sounds kind of terrifying. It's, it, yeah, it's interesting. I don't really know why it would exist 14 times. And then just do it again. Yeah. Just refresh. <laughs> um, you got to increase. You got to be willing to go. You got to be willing to travel like 50 oh, miles. You, if you go in a 50 mile radius, now we're talking. Yeah. You live in uh, Erie, <laughs> Indiana. Okay. Okay. All right. I can commute. <laughs> I'll meet you at the truck stop. Yeah. Long distance is great. <laughs> long distance actually doesn't sound terrible to me. In my 20s, I would have been like, no way. Now I'm like, okay. You live 60 miles away. That's actually not terrible. There, there definitely <laughs> could be some perks. Yeah. Dating is horrifying in my 30s. I know that. Yeah, and I think just with the kids, the way they, the age they are, I think it'll really hit me when he's like, and, and maybe you too, when they're 16 and they're like independent. When I can leave the house. And then you're like literally sitting home alone and you're like, oh fuck, this does kind of suck. I should have prepared for this yeah. in some way. I should have had a better personality when I was younger in my yeah. 30s. So then you're just recording podcasts talking yeah. about aliens. It's going to be, I'm going to have a tinfoil hat. I yeah. swear to God, I'm going to be that lady. So, That's what I'm going to turn into. That's all right. Coast to Coast is a very famous radio show. I've never heard of it. Coast to Coast? Just contradicted what I said. Yeah, because I think you're full of shit now because I've never heard of it. No. Coast to Coast AM. It's on at 1 a.m. till 5 a.m. Oh my God. George Nord used to have Art Bell and uh, they talk about all sorts of extraterrestrials and ghosts and paranormal and, and. Bigfoot and the whole fucking deal. See, I'm going to have to listen, but I'm going to have to listen during the day because it's the same thing as a creepypasta thing. I can't at night when I'm alone. Yeah, it's not as it's not as creepy because it's broken up with commercials because it's yeah. terrestrial radio. Um, terrestrial radio. It's really refreshing to sit down and have a type of conversation usually reserved to be had over a glass of wine at another mom's kitchen table with a dude. 
and I got to look at a lot of the issues that keep me ruminating at night from a different perspective. Some of it was awesome, like the vindication of knowing that dads are often just as insecure as moms, even if it's often over very different things. But I also learned that while moms think we've got it hard, dads often have it even worse. It's no big deal to see a bunch of women cab cackling over topics like mental health or discussing heartache openly. What we sometimes forget is that it's a privilege we often take for granted. One that men often don't feel as though they share, and that bums me out. So if there's a dad in your life, maybe just give him a call and ask him how he's doing today. If you liked what you heard, come back next week for another episode. And in the meantime, share this episode with a friend you think might like it too. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele. I'm Stacy Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. See you next week.